And I'm Crispin. In this podcast, we will be listening to the Adventures in Odyssey radio show that has been put out by Focus on the Family for the past 30 years. If you grew up evangelical like us, there's a good chance you've heard an episode or two. We'll be on the lookout for themes and messages in the show that coincide with, and sometimes depart from, God's vision for his kingdom in the world. Thanks for listening with us. going to review or discuss a two-parter, Castles and Cauldrons. Um, Oh my gosh! An episode that uh, was very important to Danielle during her childhood. You know, it's the only one I remember, but actually I didn't remember a blessed thing about it. (laughs) I just remember the emotions I experienced while listening to it. You probably just remembered all the synths in minor keys. really creepy music and then when I was just re-listening to it I was like that is very muted and just kind of normal but when I was a kid we'll get into this we'll get into this so it starts off with Jimmy his cousin comes to town oh and uh I'm glad you're here so am I Uncle George and introduces him to this game Castles and Cauldrons but he's very secretive about it you kept cutting me off you were gonna tell your dad about the game right yeah you're not supposed to it's our game and then as the as it goes on, um, weird things happen to his sister Donna's doll. The arms were completely torn off. It's an antique doll, Jimmy. Wait, so, you missed something. Because kay. in the beginning, Mr. Whitaker's like, something feels really bad. And then, like, something breaks in his room or something like that. Oh, Like, right. there's, like, yeah. a ton of, like, Mr. Whitaker, like, feeling, like, a disturbance in the force or whatever. Yeah. And just talking to Donna about he doesn't feel very good. Yes, uh, yes, I am. I don't know what happened. I I was putting these glasses away and suddenly felt bad. Huh? Almost as if something terrible is about to happen. Well, I was going to bring that up, but I didn't know that that started. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. So that's basically is what's going on at at the Barclays is just that they're playing this game and Jimmy um, is feeling kind of torn and Donna is getting mad because her doll's arms get torn off. Oh, so creepy. And her doll gets stolen at some point. And then kind of parallel, Mr. Whitaker is at wit's end with just, uh, he just feels bad all the time. So he's like, oh, there's something wrong. What does he say? I feel disturbed in my spirit or the very core of my being. The feeling hasn't gone away. It's as real this minute as it was two hours ago. I feel weighted down, oppressed. Something in the very core of my spirit is disturbed. I hate to even say it, but it's something dangerous, something evil. Right, yeah. She's like, well, I've never heard Mr. <laughs> Whitaker talk like that. This is serious. Right, that's what I was thinking. This is very, he never talks about his spiritual life otherwise, other than this. Which is, yeah. and anyway, so um, basically it goes on um, and on. And then eventually at the end, uh, Mr. Whitaker uh, catches on from Donna that they're playing this role playing game and he does some research. And um, then basically goes and apprehends the cousin. Um, so they're in the middle of trying to call a shaman to help them uh, at this point in the game. 
It's a very simple plot. Am I leaving anything out? No. And that's why I was so confused when we re-listened to it. Because when I was a kid, I thought this was the scariest, creepiest, like, most traumatic thing ever. And then when you actually listen to it, it's really boring and just kind of normal. Right. And nothing yeah. scary happens at all. No. Except Mr. Whitaker feels weird sometimes. Right. And it's kind of weird because the older cousin's kind of pressuring Jimmy to do things maybe he doesn't want to do, which is it's kind of sad. We're right. talking about kids, but... Yeah, definitely. Like, it definitely has this tone to it. Like, I would say it, it's reminiscent of, like, childhood abuse. And you almost told him about the Wizards of Kith. But Mr. Whitaker's great. He'd understand. In fact, he could probably come up with a way to get out of their spell. No, he couldn't, Jimmy. Don't you get it? Someone who would stop the game. Mr. Whitaker would if he could. I can tell. But, but why? Because he doesn't understand. Because Jimmy feels like he has to keep the secret. He feels guilty about it. Um, and so it just, yeah, it's kind of this, it definitely has a weird tone to it. Although, uh, I don't want to forget that we have to mention that this cousin, this evil cousin. Whose name is Len. Yes. A very evil name. Um, he says something um, that Danielle says all the time. Mr. Whitaker gives me the creeps. Wait, now, don't say I'm just like Len. <laughs> But yeah, I get the creeps from Mr. Whitaker, too. Anyways, we need to backtrack a minute, okay? okay? And let's just talk about how we personally were affected by the panic surrounding role-playing games when we were kids. So I'll go first because I'm older. Does everybody know this? I'm a cougar, okay? I'm, like, almost three years older than Crispin. <laughs> so um, let's talk about me. And I just remember, basically, it all comes back to this episode of Adventures in Odyssey. I think we only owned, like, the cassette tapes from whichever this one was from. And we were on some family vacation. I just remember me and my two sisters, I'm the middle child, we were, like, sitting in our van listening to these episodes and there was like this parental warning that came on before which we were like oh my gosh like that means it's like so bad or scary so i must have been seven or eight because it came out in 1990 and i was six in 1990 and i think that was a little too young but anyways anytime we heard like the weird synths come on like me and my sister would like scream like we just were enjoying it so much but i remember just being like really freaked out like role-playing games or dungeons and dragons in particular even though the episode is called Castles and Cauldrons. We all knew they were talking about something called Dungeons and Dragons. Right. And I was so scared of it. And I think, like, I'm trying to remember, like, what did I hear about? It? I do remember I spent the night at my friend's house one night, and her older brother and her friend and his friends were playing Dungeons and Dragons. I told my mom, and she never let me spend the night there ever again. And I remember hearing something about, like, if your character dies, like, you have to you have to like kill yourself too. That was like the big thing that went around. I think my mom told me that. And just mm. this episode in general is basically equating it with inviting the demonic into your life. I'm talking about magic that involves rituals and rites, witches and warlocks. Opening the doors to the demonic, which of course makes me want to talk about Frank Peretti, which I'm not sure how much crossover there is between the Adventures of Odyssey people and the Frank Peretti people, but I'm like Frank Peretti girl all the way. I mean, I should start a whole podcast about that because I reread those books over and over and over again, probably when I was like 10 and 11, mm -hmm. maybe younger. And just like doing yoga could mean you're like demon possessed for like the rest of your life, basically, according to Frank Peretti. And that's what was so weird about... I mean, I've always had this sense, like, yeah, like, doing these kinds of games, like, is really dangerous and, and opens you up to things that you shouldn't open yourself up to. Um, and all that to say, even though I'm, like, rational adult, I still actually have no idea what these games are like because I've never played it. And it's not like this episode helps me understand it anymore. But my older sister just started playing Dungeons and Dragons. They call it D&D. &D. A bunch of Portland hipsters uh, get together and play all the time. And she does it, too. And there's still a part of me that's like, oh, my gosh. 
oh my gosh, that's bad. Don't do it. So, I mean, to me, that just speaks like what a hold this episode had on me, which is really interesting to think about, even though there's really nothing of substance in the episode, just that energy it created and probably just going along with like, there was a huge panic about these games. As I looked up, you can Google it. There's a huge panic, guys. You can read about it. Danielle just showed me an amazing YouTube clip of... Thank you, Laura, for showing it to me on Twitter. uh, Tom Hanks. um, Who are you guys? I love Tom Hanks. Right. I watch a lot of his movies when I'm depressed. Yeah. Our our library, like, hold uh, part. What is it? Library hold. Oh, Uh, last year when I was deep in it. Yes. So then, like, months later, (laughs) after you were better... (laughs) Feeling better, there was like Splash Game Show, which so I made many T Hanks movies, guys. Right, I made you watch it at we, least half of no, it. No, we turned it off. Right now, that stuff opens you up to something bad. Let me tell you. Anyways, right. So, uh, yeah, she showed this clip and it was amazing. Um, basically, Tom Hanks is about to throw himself uh, off a bridge. I have spells. I'm going to fly. You don't have enough points. I am the maze controller. Mazeka? Maze control? Yes. And I have absolute authority in this game. Game? JJ, what am I doing here? Kate, why can't I remember? Because he got too into the game, you guys. Right, yeah. So, um, I didn't have this experience, actually. Really? Yeah, I, I relate deeply to that sense that there are evil things mm-hmm. uh, in pop culture that will, like, you know, taint you. But That's a terrible word, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it when I said it. <laughs> um, but that, yeah, wasn't... And, and as a kid, like, you are so not allowed to be exposed to scary things other than Frank Peretti. Like, I definitely have... Did a, you read Frank Peretti? I had a clear... Well, I have this clear memory of me at, like, nine years old reading The Door in the Dragon's Throat at, like, oh, 10 o'clock at night. those were the kids' books. I read the, I read the grown-up ones. I read those later. Okay. But... Join the dragon's throat. Yeah, that was yeah, that was good for a nine-year-old. Okay, you guys, Frank Peretti's kids' books are great. I don't know. I haven't reread them, so maybe they're not. But right, I remember (laughs) that. It is so interesting, like pop culture spirituality um, versus like biblical spirituality. Mm -hmm. Like when I was. I've told you this before, that when I was, like, five or six, I went to my grandma's house, and she let us watch The Wizard of Oz, which my mom was upset about, because I had nightmares for weeks Mm -hmm. um, about the witch. And I told my mom, but I know that witches aren't real, right? But she was like, well, actually, there are witches in the world, Mm -hmm. because as a good, like, evangelical mom, she wanted to, like, prepare me or something. Oh, because she listened to Carmen, The Witch's Invitation. Right. Wow. I wonder if we should have a tally of how many Christian things we drop in this episode. Well, there's a lot of panic about witchcraft and demons, it turns out. Right. In the evangelical subculture. Yeah, it's such a such a theme um, that I think, yeah, any evangelical growing up like has those memories in some way, one way or another. But you didn't really experience that, but you kind of got the later end because you're so young. Right. As we've mentioned earlier. Harry Potter. Yeah. So. Yeah, my I mean, mom, my mom thinks Harry Potter's not great, guys. But yep. we love it. Right. Our six-year-old has read the first two books. <laughs> she read it herself, and we read it to her. Right, yeah. So, yeah. Interesting. Okay, so 
we're talking a lot about things that aren't exactly about the episode because the episode itself is boring. Mm-hmm. All they do is like a lot of like there's like two boys like playing these pretend wars in the forest and they're losing. And so at the end, like Len is like, okay, we have to like call the shaman. And I wonder if we can insert the clip right here. There's like a tiny bit of like a weird little maybe monster noise in the background. Mm-hmm. Shaman, shaman. No, I won't believe it. I won't believe it. But I couldn't quite hear it, um, which you brought up Stranger Things when we were discussing this earlier. And I'm like, there's a little Stranger Things, except like totally muted. But then Mr. Whitaker comes crashing in and basically like takes all the stuff. And then all like, of a sudden. breaks it over his knee. Does he really? Yeah. He like takes the board, which I think was supposed to like resemble a Ouija board. I mean, I now Ouija kind of boards mix- are creepy. I think they're mixing things, but he like broke it over his knee. He okay, was like, we have Mr. no use for this thing. I'm going to take care of this board first. Hey, that's mine! Was yours. Mr. Whitaker is so meddlesome, you guys. So meddlesome. I can't even believe it. Anyways, um, and then what did they say? Like, Len went back to his parents and, like, he went to counseling with his pastor. Uh-huh. Only pastoral counseling allowed. And, like, it's going to take him a long time to recover. And... Whole family's working toward a change. It uh, won't be easy, though. Well, it rarely is. Mr. Whitaker says something. We can insert it here, but... Anyways, I just think it was interesting because as I was listening to the episode, like I said, I, I remember listening to it as a child being so freaking freaked out by the supernatural. And, you know, I'm 33 years old now and I do believe in the supernatural. And I feel like sometimes I do forget about it because I live in postmodern Western world. But that's one of the most glaring things is when you read the gospels, like Jesus is talking about demons constantly, like constantly. Mm-hmm. He's always casting them out, always doing this stuff. And so even recently I've been rereading just like, what does, I try really hard to follow Jesus. What does all this stuff about demons like mean for me? And I really had this sense um, that Jesus's constant interaction with the demonic is just a sign of his constant liberating presence in the world, right? He's constantly trying to liberate people from evil, mm-hmm. like from demons and from structures of evil. And that I really can relate to. I, I have, I've experienced like some weird supernatural stuff in my life, but more than, more often than that, it's just kind of confronting the, how do you say it? The banality of evil, you know, mm. like these structures of evil that have been in place and that we've normalized, but that Satan no doubt is a part of because like right now, Satan is the prince of the world, right? And so I think that helped me come to terms with it but then listening to this episode i'm sort of like really like mr whitaker like all your bad feelings are centered on this one weird little game also i okay i'll go back to my main point i wish mr whitaker had focused his energies against evil on something bigger right something other than like a little board game and something like you know slavery in america or like the evils of capitalism and how it crushes people um, with unchecked greed and there are evil spiritual forces at work in this world Connie and often we don't realize the doors we're opening to let them loose in our lives you know these kinds of things I wish he could have sensed the demonic in that rather than just little this little board game and if it's true that like dorky teenage dudes could like call upon the power of Satan and get everything their way (laughs) don't you think that would happen in this I'm like oh my gosh that is truly what this episode was about was Len kept saying, like, like the shaman will give us power to do whatever we want. But I'm like, that never happens. This never happened. I was, like, mm-hmm. Googling. You know, like, nothing happens when people play these role-playing games. I think that should be perfectly obvious. But 
That's just so weird that this Unless episode... Unless they just don't... They keep it a secret because they don't want to be found out because they want to keep the power so these to nerdy, themselves. So these nerdy teenage boys get all the power of Satan and choose just not to use it. Right. right. Well, they just keep it under wraps. Oh, my gosh. It's just such a misdirection. It's smoke and mirrors. Right. Like channeling, we have this real sense of evil in the world and that we are supposed to be opposing forces to that evil. And we channeled it into a board game. Right. Yeah. Because at the end, um, Chris says, like, now everything is peaceful once again in Odyssey. So it's like this single board game disrupted the um, moral integrity of the whole city. Um, But I think also you were talking about Jesus and uh, his interactions with demons and his uh, attitude towards the demonic was very different than this. This is like, oh, you have to be really careful and mm-hmm. shelter yourself. Oh, and... you're right. This is scaring me. Wet. I'm glad. There are some things it's good to be afraid of. Right. And Jesus, like he didn't, in fact, he went towards people who are involved in the demonic. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you want to call like people that are demon possessed involved in the demonic, mm. right? I mean, if anybody is uh, at risk of being demon possessed in this episode, it would be Len. That's the kind of person that Jesus would love to go to. And of course, I don't think that Len should be able to wield power over Jimmy um, and make him feel guilty and make him participate, etc. But uh, but there's just so much fear, which um, I think really isn't very um, doesn't really fit with what we know about Jesus and his kingdom. Right. I feel like there's a few more things I wanted to say. One thing I wanted to say was I did like Jimmy's dad in this episode because he kind of takes Jimmy aside and is like, is anything weird going on with you and Len? Like, would you tell me? How's, how's Len doing? Is he acting all right? With you and Len, like, would you tell me? And at that point, Jimmy doesn't think it's weird. He just is really enjoying playing the role-playing game. And I was like, oh, that's a good dad move. You know, you mm-hmm. take your kid aside. You ask them if anything's wrong. You ask them to tell you. George Barkley, always having these heart-to-hearts. Oh, that's him? Mm-hmm. Same modesty guy? Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Anyways. In the end, in the end, you know, Chris, with her little chipperness, she kind of says something like, if you're worried about role-playing games, things like that, things like, that like, go to the Bible for or, like, good Christian instruction and, like, see what the Bible says and always talk to your parents. And for one, I think that's kind of weird, like, Christian wisdom surrounding something. As we can see, like, just looking back at the panic from the 80s and 90s about these role-playing games, like, Christian wisdom was totally off, totally whack. So that's not helpful there. And also, like, the Bible doesn't say anything about role-playing games, so <laughs> that's not helpful. But I did think it was good that they were telling kids, like, to talk to your parents, um... Because, yeah, I think creating these open lines of communication is really hard. Like, I think Satan is involved in the abuse of children, honestly. Like, that's more something that this episode should have focused on, right? Right. It's like the abuse of children and how people prey on children. And, like, here's some ways to get out of that. Instead, it was all about this role-playing game. So, I don't know. I don't know, Crispin. It made me think a lot about why we were taught to be so scared of that when... You know, there's a lot of things to be scared about in the world. And I just don't think that was the most important thing to be focusing on. Right, yeah. We should have been focusing on Pokemon. (laughs) 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 That was another thing. I didn't get role-playing games, but I definitely got... I was around for the Pokemon. Well, Pokemon should be outlawed because it's so boring. (laughs) Our daughter really wants to get into Pokemon, and I'm just like, no. She's telling us that she's going to play Pokemon Go all summer. (laughs) She doesn't have a smartphone, no. nor will she anytime soon. No. Poor child. See, we're fundies in our own way. Right, yeah. 
it does really raise all these questions about like what does it mean like what does spirit spiritual forces mean like frank peretti you know i don't want to throw those things out i want to be aware of them but i just i recognize that we see uh spiritual darkness i mean the way that evangelicals have seen it has been reflected of their own values not like biblical necessarily and i mean you know go through and read frank peretti's stuff and so it's just really interesting like how do we keep our eyes open to what is going on spiritually yeah and just kind of always assessing like this panic of being influenced by outside forces but have we just been looking in sort of the wrong direction instead of looking at capitalism and greed nationalism you know we focus on these like yoga and role-playing games it's just really fascinating to think about why and was that on purpose or was that just what happened again this wasn't just evangelicals if tom hanks made a TV movie about these role playing games. Like, it was a wider cultural phenomenon, but I mean, evangelicals are kind of at the heart of fanning the flames. And you know what? Neither of us, again, neither Chris nor I have ever played these kinds of games. So if anyone listening has and you want to, you know, shout out to us and tell us what you like about them or don't like about them, we will totally uh, read some of the answers on our next episode if anybody wants to do that. And hey, we got a few emails, and that was really cool. And what's our email address again, Crispin? Prophetic Imagination Station at gmail.com. Yeah, and we're on Twitter at Prophetic Imagine or the PIS podcast, which yeah. is terrible. I'm sorry, you guys. That's all I could find on Twitter. But yeah, do you have anything else you want to say about this? Um, I'm just really excited for us to do the Mortal Coil because that was my... That's your like, scary one? Im- yeah, scary, impactful episode. I can't believe the letdown I had on this one. I wasn't scared at all. Although, guys, I did watch Stranger Things and I was scared out of my mind. Right. I can't believe I watched that. And we Nightmares. finished it and then she was Nightmares. like, it was all because of Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, that actually did kind of reaffirm right. my belief that Dungeons and Dragons is still kind of evil, which I still kind of believe that because... Adventures in Odyssey is that powerful. It's interesting. I actually still had an emotional reaction to the episode. Like wow. I just felt, you felt scared. Dark darkness. <gasps> I mean it sounds so but like just the just I just felt so bad for Jimmy. And like he just Aww. like you know, he was like so isolated from his community by this person that's like telling him to keep a secret and do these things that he's not comfortable with. So um probably some of that is being a therapist and like having that sense of what abuse is like Mm -hmm. and so um yeah it just felt so heavy to me Mm -hmm. and in the synths in minor key like well you know it's interesting they were saying a lot of this panic kind of stemmed back to a few high prominent um suicides that mm. people involved in dungeons and dragons um, ended up committing suicide, but they're actually saying like the correlation is probably more has to do with the type of personality who is drawn to role playing games, which tend to be people who are very isolated, right? Yeah, and um, maybe depressed. So well, that's kind of fascinating. Yeah, if you guys are interested, this came out I think like ten years ago, but Monster Camp is a really interesting documentary about people that are really into um, role playing camps oh, that I they go to. I love that documentary. It's right. wonderful. And it like kind of followed people and a lot of the people... It's very humanizing. Right, yeah. A lot of people were just so isolated yeah. throughout their life, like just sat at home and played video games and just didn't have a lot of connections and ability for connection. But this camp gave them connection and it made me want to be a part of that camp because we're all craving connection, aren't we? Right, yeah. Well... That was a tangent. Until next week. Thanks for listening. Tell us some episodes we should talk about next, guys. Yeah. 
This has been an episode of the Prophetic Imagination Station. Check us out on SoundCloud or iTunes and stay tuned for weekly discussions.